Hey, I've been talking about rewards. I'm finishing this morning. Here's what I want you to know. If you'll make a decision to follow Jesus Christ, God promised he would reward you. Christianity is about rewards. And when you talk to people about it, they, they've almost never heard a message about it. Listen, God said, if you would make Jesus Lord of your life, if you'll follow him, God promised he would reward you. It's in the book of Genesis. It's all the way through the Bible over a hundred times, and it goes all the way to the last chapter in the book of Revelation. Go all the way back to Genesis 15. God had an encounter with a sheep herder. He was a Bedouin warrior is what he was, and God encountered him. His name was Abraham. And he told him, I'll be your shield if you'll follow me. I'll be your shield and I'll be your exceeding great reward. There it is in Genesis 15. God told him, I'll reward you. Now listen, if you know Jesus Christ is your Savior this morning, the Bible says you're the seed of Abraham. Any promise that God gave to Abraham belongs to you. And there's a whole bunch of them. I'd encourage you to get in your Bible, Google Abraham, <clears throat> and read about the promises that God gave him. And those promises belong to you. So what am I saying? God told Abraham, I'll be your reward. He's telling you this morning, I'll be your reward. Listen, here's all I want you to know this morning. Say yes to Jesus Christ. Say yes to him every single day. Follow him every day of your life. Don't turn back. Don't turn away. Don't get tired. Don't fall off. You follow Jesus Christ. And you know what he says? I'm going to reward you. He told Abraham, I'll be your shield. I'll be your protector and I'll be your reward. Now, everybody in this room knows Jesus is coming back. Jesus promised he would come back. I want to go all the way through the Bible, and I want to stop in the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation, and I want to go to the last chapter. It's really about the last 10 verses in the Bible. Now, if I wrote you a lengthy letter and I told you all kinds of things in that letter about how much I love you and how much I care about you and how much I want, to do, want, want things to happen in your life. That's what the Bible is. The Bible's a love letter. See, you've been lied to, and you've been told it was a rule book. Yeah, and you believed it. So you stay away from it. You don't read it because you think, oh, last thing I need in my life is more rules, so I'm going to stay away from it. No, it's a love letter, and it was written to you by the Father God. Well, if I wrote you a love letter, at the end of that letter, I've just got a few sentences left, it would be important to me to tell you what really matters. You know how you send your kids out, especially if you have teenagers, and they're going to a game or they're going to school, even, even your small children, you know, and you always grab them that last minute to remind them of what's important. Hey, hey, drive safe. Hey, hey, be careful. Hey, look both ways when you cross the street. Think how we do that. You know, you'll grab them just that last moment or two just to kind of remind them of what's important. God is doing the very same thing in the book of Revelation. He saves the best for last. Let me read it to you. You're going to love this. It's Revelation 22, 12. Behold, look, I'm coming quickly. Jesus is speaking. If you're reading out of a red-letter Bible, that's, that's red because it's Jesus. Behold, I'm coming quickly. Oh, oh do you see it? You, you've cheated and read ahead, didn't you? You're already cheating on me and you're reading ahead. What's coming with him? 
will my rewards coming with me? Look at it. And behold, I'm coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. Another translation says, according to his deeds. Now, you know what most people think when Jesus comes back, what he's bringing? Well, judgment. He's bringing condemnation. He's bringing anger. He's bringing wrath, and he is bringing that, but not for you. You see, we're his children. We're his sons and daughters, and you and I are going to be at the what? The reward seat of Christ. Jesus promised, number one, he's coming back. Listen to me. He's coming back. I don't know when he's coming back. He said, no man knows when. I don't know when, but I know this. He is coming back, and he said, I'm coming quickly, and my reward is with me. Listen, when you see Jesus, he's going to have your reward. Isn't that amazing? When you follow Christ, when you do what you know you need to do, when you're a dad, you're a husband, you're a wife, you're a mother, you're a teacher, you're a doctor, whatever it is, you farm and ranch, it doesn't matter what you do, Jesus is coming and he's bringing your reward with him. It's in Genesis, it's in Revelation, it's over a hundred times in the Bible. In Hebrews, it says those that seek God, those that come after God, number one, you need to believe that he is. Okay, that's what faith is. Hey, God, I, you know, and you've, pray, you've prayed that. I prayed that. Lord, if you're real, would you do something? And it's okay to pray that. Now, you don't want to pray that 10 years into your walk with God, but it's okay in the beginning. I was sitting in a class one time in college, and I was bored out of my mind, and it was some kind of science class, and uh, the science professor was doing something with balloons, and I just said quietly out of my own lips, Lord, if you're real, pop that balloon. It popped instantly. <laughs> now, I don't know if he was humoring me and playing along. You know, Jesus said, don't tempt the Lord thy God. You know, and then I immediately went to doubts. Well, that wasn't you, you know, right? So it's okay to start there. It's okay to start in that place of God. If you're real, show yourself to me, and he will. He said, those that seek me must believe that I am and that I'm what? I'm a rewarder of those who diligently seek me. Listen, I've so enjoyed studying this. I've so enjoyed looking at it. I hope you've enjoyed hearing it half as much as I've enjoyed studying it and preaching it. This so excites me. It so stirs me up. Uh, I mean, I just, I love this idea, how God wants to reward you. Now, let me just, as we finish up today on this subject, let me just talk about some simple things that you, that, that I know you know. First off, one of the greatest rewards you're going to get is heaven. Heaven. Heaven is paradise. Heaven is beautiful. And God the Father is going to be there. And the Lord Jesus Christ is going to be there. And you're going to see him face to face. The next thing is God's presence. God's presence. What did we find out? The Bible says in his presence is what? Fullness of joy. At his right hand are pleasures evermore. Wow, we're, we're in for pleasure, we're in for reward, we're in for God's presence. Here's the next thing, and this is, I know this is probably, you think, oh, come on, Pastor, but, but it's true, and I'm going to show you a verse that everybody knows. Uh, the next one's eternal life, eternal life. Now, let me read to you in John 3, 16. Isn't that funny? It's right there in front of us. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life, have eternal life. Let me tell you something about eternal life. You know what we think eternal life is? Well, we think it's life later. Man, I'm going to get to heaven, and I'm going to have eternal life. No, that's not what eternal life is. 
Eternal life is life never ending. Not life later. Listen, if you know Christ is your Savior, you have the eternal life of God on, on the inside of you right now. It's there right now. Listen, you're dying on the outside. You're eternal on the inside. Okay, the Bible says that you and I are being renewed. Our outward man perishes. Our outward man's getting older. Our outward man is wasting away. But our inner man is renewed day by day. You're eternal on the inside. And we've talked about this a lot, and you, maybe you're tired of hearing me talk about it. But you need to understand that. You're eternal on the inside. And you see, when you see Jesus, then you'll be eternal on the outside. And you're going to have a glorified, resurrected body. And I'm going to have hair like Elvis. <laughs> Amen? Like Elvis. It's going to be good. It's, I, I, might, I might even, you know, you know I mean, I, I don't know. I'm going to be full of life. Amen? Amen. For God so loved the world. What did he give? Eternal life. All right, look at Romans 6.23. It says, for the wages of sin is death. Listen to me. Death is always attached to sin. It's always attached to sin. Listen, you may think that you're getting away with something. You may think God's not noticing. You may think, hey, this doesn't matter. But death is always attached to sin. Now, what did Jesus say? He's coming and he's bringing his reward. Listen, it matters how we live. It matters how we live. Now, I'm not talking about being perfect. I'm not talking about not making mistakes. We're all on a journey. But what I'm saying is, is I'm following Jesus Christ. If Jesus were the North Star, that's the direction I'm going. I'm going to follow Christ. I want Christ to be a part of my life. I don't want to live in sin. I don't want to practice sin. I want to follow God because the gift of God or what the reward of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So one of the greatest rewards you and I are going to have is eternal life. Listen, every one of us are going to live forever. We're going to live forever. Just let that soak in. This life is nothing compared to eternity, and we're going to be there. We're not going to be Casper the Friendly Ghost. We're not going to not have feet. We're not going to float around on a cloud. We're not going to do any of that. We're going to be real people with real glorified bodies. I'm going to be me. You're going to be you. We're going to see each other. We're going to know each other. That's a reward from God. Let me give you another one. Another one is joy. Let me read to you in 1 Corinthians 2.9. <clears throat> But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor entered into the heart of man the things God has prepared for those who love him. Listen, when you get your final reward when we're in the kingdom, it's going to be so beautiful, so amazing, so overwhelming, uh, you're not even going to almost be able to take it in. There'll be no words for it. That's going to be one of your rewards. Joy. Peace, the presence of God, no spiritual warfare, no darkness, no depression, no discouragement, no sickness, none of that. You and I are going to be rewarded with joy. Let me, let me, let me give you another one. You're going to be with your loved ones. I can't wait. I can't wait to worship God with my mom and dad, my brother and his wife, my me, mom, papa, my granny gray, my grandpa gray. I cannot wait to be with him. I cannot wait to see him. I can't wait to hug their neck. I can't wait to throw my arms around them. You can't wait to see your mama. It's going to be amazing. The reward of that is going to be incredible. I bet there's not anybody in this room that's an adult and even children that doesn't have somebody you love that's in heaven. 
everybody in this room has somebody they love that is on the other side. And see, the day's going to come when we'll all be together. We'll all be together. We won't be some of us on earth and some of us in heaven because that's the way it is right now. That's the way it is. But the day's going to come. We're all going to be together. We're all going to have glorified, resurrected bodies, and we're going to be with those we love. And we'll, be, we'll all be together, all of us who know each other from church and our community, and we're going to see each other. Isn't it going to be amazing? That's a reward. Let me give you another one. And I've talked about this already is you have a glorified body. The next one is there will be a restored earth. Tool Creek is going to run clear and full. Amen? <laughs> and the grass is going to be as far as the eye can see. Okay? I know, I know people, now I, don't, I don't know. Okay, let, I'll just tell you I don't know. I'm just talking. This is me. I don't know what it's going to be like, but when the earth is restored, there will, it'll be green. There, there won't be any more curse. There won't be any more sin. And, and I, I talk to people all the time, man, I'm going to live here. I'm going to live there. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm pretty excited about being in a restored West Texas. I'm pretty excited about that. I want to be here and see that grass as it rolls across the prairie and, and the creeks are full of water and it's going to, the earth is going to be restored. Now, the earth right now is beautiful. When it rains here and everything greens up, it's beautiful here. Okay, when you go to the mountains, it's beautiful in the mountains. And I know many of you go different places that you love. And when you get there, it's beautiful. And it's cursed by sin. Think about when that curse is lifted. And there's no more sin. There's no more darkness. There's no more oppression. That's a reward. What's it going to be like to live on the earth and it be the way it was supposed to be? It'll be paradise the way God intended it. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that going to be amazing? Uh, let me give you another one. I've mentioned this, no curse, no death. Revelation says God will wipe every tear from your eyes. There will be no more sorrow, no more crying, no more tears, no more death. I read that at funerals. I read it actually at the cemetery right before they lower the casket into the ground. And we know that when we bury our loved ones, the day comes that we're buried. We're buried until resurrection morning. And on resurrection morning, we're going to have glorified, resurrected bodies. There's no more curse. There's no more death. The Bible says the last enemy is death. It's the last enemy. It's the last thing that will be defeated. It's the last thing that will be overcome. You know, it's the greatest tool of the devil is death. And when Jesus rose from the grave, he defeated death. He defeated hell. He defeated the grave. And you and I are going to be just like him. The reason it matters that Jesus rose from the dead is because you and I are going to rise from the dead. Let me give you another one. And I've touched on this, paradise. Paradise. Don't you love that word? Paradise. You know, you see those commercials on TV and they show those all-inclusive resorts and they show beautiful beaches and clear water. And, and I'm not, and I'm not, those places exist. I know many of you have been to those places and they're incredible and they're beautiful and you love going and hanging out. Okay, that's the world we're going to live in. It's going to be paradise. God's presence is going to be with us. Amen? Amen. Let me read you one more verse this morning. Let me go to Romans 8, 18. This is the New Living Translation. For what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory 
he will reveal to us later. Let me read it to you one more time. What we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. Now, listen to me very carefully. I don't want to make light of your pain. I don't want to make light of your suffering. I know many of you have been through things. I've been through things. I've been hurt deeply. I have suffered. I know many of you have too. And we could spend time going across this room, and each one of us could tell a story of our hurts and our pains and the suffering. And I do not want to make light of it. And I don't believe the Spirit of God wants to make light of it either. But here's what he's saying. Would you put that verse back up for me? He says, what we suffer now. What you're going through right now compared to the glory of God, compared to your rewards, compared to eternity, compared to what he's going to show us, it won't matter. Listen, when we get to the kingdom, we're not going to talk about our aches and pains. Right? Man, back, you know, I remember I went to the doctor, man, you know, back in 92, I was at the doctor. No, we won't do that. We're not going to, amen? Amen. We're not going to talk about our aches and pains and hurts and the things we've been through, and we've all been through things. I'm not saying, and again, I don't want to make light of it, but in comparison to the rewards that you're going to receive, it won't matter. Could I wrap this up this morning with just this simple truth? It's going to pay to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. He promised he would reward you. Would you close your eyes with me this morning right where you're seated? I want to conclude this series And I don't want to leave this service without giving you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus Christ. Maybe every person in this room knows Christ is your Savior. If if that's the case, then thank God for it. Amen. But I want to take a moment and ask you this question. Are you right with God this morning? Are you right with God? What do you mean, Pastor? Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your Savior? You see, the only way to be right with God is you recognize Jesus died on a cross, was buried for you, raised from the dead for you, and that he paid for your sins, and that you acknowledge that sacrifice was for you, and that you need him in your life. That makes you right with God. If you're here and you have any doubts, you think, well, Pastor, I don't know that I've ever done that, or it's been a while since I've made a serious decision to follow Christ, I'd like to say yes to Jesus this morning. Right where you're seated, with your eyes closed, would you mind just lifting your hand up where God can see it? Say, I I, want to be right with God. I want to be right with God. I want heaven to be my home. Praise God, you can put your hands down. All right, I'm going to pray a simple believer's prayer, and I want you to repeat it after me. Say, Father God, thank you for Jesus. Jesus, thank you for dying for me, for being raised from the dead, for paying for my sin. Jesus, come into my life and be my Savior. I'm saved. I know Christ. I'm right with God. In Jesus' name, amen.